Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TempCast, episode three. Tonight, I am joined by Eric. Hey, guys. Glad to be back. And Steven. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And they call me the Alan John. And tonight, we're starting off with the first big event in gaming that happened this week. The new NVIDIA cards. NVIDIA had a presentation, a keynote, where Jensen showed us the new 3000 series RTX cards. Guys, just tell me, are you, like, at all in tune with what's happening right now in the PC gaming world? I have to admit, I'm not super in tune with what's going on. I'm more of what you would say a uh, console scrub. But I do know that the 3000s sound like they must be much better than the 2000s and perhaps even better than the 1000s. <laughs> but other than that, I'm not really in tune with it. Uh, I am only a little bit. I got... My first gaming computer in May, I think, uh, maybe April. And so I know a little bit about it just because it's so recent that I did all the research into it, but it's not, I've just never been super into the hardware side of things. Like, I know that the uh, GPU I have now is an NVIDIA 2070, I think 2070 Super, and I only know that because... Oh, that's, that's recent. It is, but I only know that that's the one I have because I can see it staring at me from the side of my computer through the glass panel. Otherwise, I would not remember what one I bought. <laughs> I just remember that it looked good for the price range I was operating in. So, uh, yeah, I'm not super into the whole hardware side of things. Okay, but you have, like, a concept of what ray tracing is, right? Yeah, some idea. Okay, so uh, this is basically their new architecture, Ampere, uh, that they've presented. And for, like, these video cards were announced, there was a lot of speculation about the pricing. Because... NVIDIA for the past, I'd say, four years or five years even, have been consistently upping the price of their video cards. It's like their price-to-performance ratio stayed the same, but the performance kept getting better and better, and thus the price kept getting higher and higher. So I think this was most apparent with the 1000 series, because that was a huge leap from the 900 series, the GTX 900 series. And the price accordingly was a little bit higher. So same thing happened with the 2000 series and people were expecting the same because that's what Nvidia does. It basically doesn't have any competition in the graphics cards sphere because AMD is, it's AMD's competing only with Intel right now mm -hmm. with its CPUs. It, like. AMD GPUs, they're cheap, they're decent, but you're not going to see like people doing serious 8K gaming on an AMD GPU. Just that's not happening. I remember when I was shopping for mine, I couldn't find any solid recommendation for an AMD GPU because just looking at the flat numbers, like the specs and the price, like you said, they're cheap and they seemed decent, but everywhere I went, people just seemed to not they just didn't trust amd they seemed uh, a lot of it had to do with the drivers being sketchy i think but like just they don't have a good reputation no one seems to trust amd at this point <laughs> yeah so what nvidia uh, surprised everyone this year was the pricing on its mid-range cards and i say mid-range like very loosely because i remember the time back when i uh, bought my pc you could buy like a really good graphics card for $250, like high upper mid-range stuff like the 970. 
And for $400, you could buy a flagship graphics card, something that can run anything at 1080p, 60 frames per second, uh, ultra settings, and all that. So nowadays, it's a little bit different. The RTX 3090 starts at around $1,499. That's pretty expensive, but this is probably the most powerful consumer-grade graphics card that's currently available. NVIDIA, in their keynote, claims you can play 8K games 60 frames per second on the 3090. Impressive, to say the least. I don't see how PlayStation 5 is going to compete with that. Yeah, the PlayStation 5 isn't going to cost $1,400, I hope. <laughs> yeah, but the pricing of the 3090 was leaked beforehand, so people extrapolated, okay, so the 3090 is going to cost $1,500, so that means that, like the 3080 is going to cost like $1,000, and the 370 is going to cost like $800. Makes sense, right? Well, actually, no, we'll get to that a bit later. So, you know, people started memeing, like, okay, I could buy an NVIDIA card, or I could buy, like, myself a PlayStation 5, and both of my friends, like, a PlayStation 5, and a couple of games, like, what's the point? But, here's where NVIDIA dropped the freaking hammer. The RTX 3070 starts at $500, $499, right? Mm -hmm. Seems like a lot, but, but... Performance-wise, it's more powerful than NVIDIA's previous flagship card, the 2080 Super. 2080 Super cost $800 when it came out. This one's only $500, and it's more powerful. Like, you guys just really need context uh, to understand how insane this is, because NVIDIA hasn't done stuff like this before. Like, here's a comparison. If you had like a 980, right? The next generation, your 980 would be equivalent to performance to a 1070. And your 1070, like next gen, would be an equivalent performance-wise to the 1060 and so on. Okay. But this year, this generation with Ampere, the 3070 is a lower bracket card than the 2080 Super. This isn't even like a normal 2080. This is the 2080 Super. This is like an overclocked version of the card. And it's around 50% more powerful than that. And $300 cheaper. Now, graphics cards, they don't actually get cheaper. At least right now, recently. Yeah. They haven't gone cheaper. Like they used to. But the reason why being like, if you bought a card in 2017 to play games at 1440p ultra settings for say $500, right? It's still going to play those games. It's still going to play the games that came out that year at that resolution, that frame rate. Like it doesn't degrade over time. So it's price doesn't get lower. So, uh, but here I don't see how people are going to be buying like a 2070 Super for the same price as the 3070 that's going to be like twice as powerful. It it won't make sense. So this is great news for everybody who wants to get an NVIDIA GPU because I don't see how the prices on the 2000 series, which are still really good cards, mind you, better than anything AMD has, 
right now currently. I just don't see how those prices are going to stay there. They're going to get slashed at least half, which is great for everyone, really. More competition, more people are going to get into PC gaming. So I expected, like, after this keynote to meme this stuff really hard. Like, what is NVIDIA thinking, <laughs> like, releasing a $1,500 GPU? Like, what are they doing? This doesn't make sense. But actually kind of makes sense because it puts everything sort of in context wait when you have something that's really expensive and then you have these other ones that are on par with earlier models so you're saying like the 3070 right now is like the same price as the 2070 yep and you so you're saying that they're you think they're going to cut the price of the 2070 super or do you think they're just going to like well phase it out nvidia won't be selling i think 2000 series cars like officially it's mostly going to be like retailers and other manufacturers were going to be slashing the prices because what what's the point in buying like a card for the same price if you can get a new one that's twice as fast doesn't make sense it's gonna get slashed unless you're me and you bought the 2070 super two months before they announced the new ones <laughs> yeah but here's the thing that wouldn't have been like a bad idea no because previously like Nvidia just releases more expensive cars and you still have yours. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my main anchor in how surprising all this is is everything I read was exactly what you just oops, sorry, bumped the mic. Was everything that you just said was that they just keep releasing more expensive cards, so I figured any time is a safe time to jump in. But I guess that kind of changes that this precedent now, so and I guess that's maybe the only negative that could come out of this is it might make people a little bit more hesitant to jump in near, you know, uh, a new series being announced again because they don't know if they're going to end up getting screwed out of a new one. But that's pretty minor. That's not really a big deal for much. See, it's like the opposite of like jumping into the stock market where it's like at you, the, the best time to jump into the stock market is yesterday because <laughs> it's time in the market. But when it comes to buying like graphics cards, it's like, I've been wanting to sort of build something since like 2015, but every time I'm about to do it, something new comes out. And I was like, all right, I'll wait for that to drop. Oh, something else comes out. So like, what is, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure the 2070 is still good. Yeah. Good job, Steven. You try. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm still proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. Nvidia is, uh, because I can't help but talk about stock prices on the temp cast. Uh, their, 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 their stock, uh, oh, actually, it went up 2% while we were talking, but at the beginning of this talk, so like 14 minutes ago, it was uh, it dropped 6% th uh, today. That's Alan John's influence. This isn't even released yet, and they're already going back up after his big speech. Exactly. They're like, wow, we, we got the, the Tempcast hype going up, so thank you, man. You're saving <laughs> money, or you're making me lose less money than I would normally. It's not just like the price that uh, really surprised me but all the technology that nvidia is doing not just rtx but dlss you know using their ai cores their tensor tensor flow i think that's what it's called like special hardware they use for ai nvidia like showed interesting stuff like how they optimize rtx combining it with dlss so you could like uh, play a game at 1080p with RTX on, with ray tracing. But using AI, you can upscale that to like 4K. And basically have 4K ray tracing 60 frames per second, all from a 1080p image. That's insane. Now, guys, 
I don't know if you remember this, but last episode, I speculated that NVIDIA is going to put this technology in their new Tegra chips, which will be used in the next generation Switch, right? Guys, mm-hmm. I do remember. Listen to me. Listen to me. Okay. What if, what if the Switch 2 or the Switch U, whatever, the Switch I, new Nintendo Switch, whatever. What if the next Switch has RTX? Listen, listen, listen. I know it might sound absurd, but what I'm seeing, like, they can basically make a a 720p image and upscale it to 4K and you would never see the difference. They just need a little bit of ray tracing. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a sprinkle, a little bit of ray tracing on Mario and then blow it up to 4K. You wouldn't tell the difference between... uh, Nintendo Switch and like a $1,000 gaming PC. I think this is how Nintendo wins the next generation. Like you're all overhyping the PlayStation 5 and, you know, the Xbox. You got to remember both PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series number X, whatever that thing is called, they're on AMD. They're on the losing side of the GPU race. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Nintendo is on the winning side. Nintendo's using NVIDIA technology in their Switch. It's extremely possible that Nintendo next generation is going to be alongside PlayStation 5 and Xbox, whatever it's called. Series X. Series X, okay. It's going to display 4K ray-traced gaming. It's entirely possible. It's absurd. It's probably not true. But it makes sense if you think about it. It's possible. It's probably not. But hey, it's possible. I was going to say, I, how could you say something so controversial and yet so brave? <laughs> All Nintendo fanboys, they've always been salty. Guys, I know, I know it's hard to admit, but Nintendo fanboys have always been salty. Like, whenever our console from Nintendo comes out, it's always a generation behind all the other ones, graphics-wise. When the Wii came out, it was basically on par with a PS2. When the Wii U came out, it was basically like a Xbox 360. And when the Switch came out, I don't know, it's like a mobile phone or whatever. <laughs> next year, or in the next two years, Nintendo, they're going to win next generation graphics-wise, just thanks to AI and nvidia you're gonna see you're gonna see so would they i i understand what you're saying about them being able to increase the fr- uh, the resolution would they also be able to increase the frame rate they're playing at using this or will they still probably be locked to 30 fps do you think well i think well there's interpolation right on tvs like okay. they but it, it's shitty it doesn't really work for games and it introduces a lot of latency but the thing is they would just need to lower the resolution to the point where you get like the frame rate you need. Right. Like let's say 60 frames per second and then just upscale that. So if it gets okay. 60 frames per second only on 720p, they can just upscale that 720p image 
in real time to like 1080p or 1440p or even 4k doesn't really matter at that point oh really so regardless of the image of what it's native resolution is they should be able to get it up to 4k probably or 4k i'm not sh so sure but 1080p definitely like uh what what nvidia showed in their keynote and in their previous keynotes uh it's definitely possible that's interesting i was gonna ask before before you said that the playstation and the xbox are on amd would they be able if they were using nvidia and they had this uh DLSS, would they be able to, say, put out something natively at 4K and then use that to upscale it to 8K or something? Or, like, hypothetically? Or would is it kind of capped there, like... Hmm. Well, here's the thing. I know that there are a couple of PlayStation 4 Pro games that are, like, playing sort of natively on 4K, but not really. I think uh, Detroit Become Human is a game that utilizes a checkerboard pattern where basically it it renders a frame in a checkerboard pattern where every other square is missing and then the next frame that the gpu generates is the reverse like oh, wow. uh, every first frame is missing and then using like ai they put those two frames together and so you can render like half the amount of pixels in a second but it still looks the same to the naked eye and horizon zero dawn also uses a horizontal line version of that i think so to get back to your question i don't think that the next generation consoles are going to be able to output at 4k natively Okay. I was just wondering, because you were saying how um, Nintendo would basically be on equal footing with them, I was wondering if they, if there was a way for them to take advantage of this to surpass even where Nintendo might be, but it doesn't sound like there is. Isn't it crazy that we still don't have a price for either of them? I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, that is, like, that is it, crazy. I think what's happening, uh, this is just, you know, a theory, but... um. One of them is waiting for the other to cave so that they can announce theirs at $50 cheaper. I'm thinking that's what's going on. That's definitely, absolutely what's going on. I think they're both going to be very, very high, and they're trying to avoid having another PS3 announcement on their hands. So so it's just like, uh, who knows? Maybe they are $1,400. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to find out which one gets to be 1400 and which one gets to be 1350 <laughs> uh, And then and then the discless version will be 1300 and we're all going to think that it's a great value. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I don't think Nintendo will need the DLSS to win if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's so crazy because it's supposed to come out in November, right? Or December, is it yep. December? I think it's November, which is like, okay, it's right now. I know Xbox confirmed November. I don't know if PlayStation has confirmed a month, but yeah, I... I mean, it's always been November, so yeah, I'm sure we're about eight weeks away, maybe ten at the most, like... My God. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like I'm not, like, I don't see as much hype for this generation of consoles and in general, and maybe that's just because I'm not following... I don't know, I'm not as into that as I used to be, especially since I have my PC now, but, like, I think maybe the lack of information and the lack of a price is maybe contributing to that, because it doesn't really feel real yet, right? It doesn't feel like we're that close to a new generation right now. Like, we don't know any games. We have, like, we don't know the exact launch lineup. We know a few games. We don't have a price. Like, there's still so many details missing. It's just that, like, what Eric said, 
or maybe you, Steven, I don't remember, they are like legitimately waiting for one of them to cave in because both of these companies, Microsoft and Sony, they have enough money in the bank to sell uh, their consoles at a loss. They absolutely mm -hmm. do. The question is like, what kind of loss are they waiting for? And what, what doesn't make sense to me is like, okay, let's say Microsoft announces the price. Let's say it's hypothetically speaking, it's $500. Okay. Something extreme like that. And then uh, Sony's like, okay, you know what? Um, 450. How about that? What's stopping Microsoft from then saying, okay, guys, we actually made a mistake. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is, this is so embarrassing. This, this intern wrote 500. It's actually 400. Yeah. Well, here's the issue with that. It'll be sort of, it, that, if that happened, it would be similar to the whole um, problem that the Xbox One had where they're like, you have to always be online. And everyone's like, what? And they're like, just kidding. Just kidding. It's like, no, damage is done. Once you say that first number, damage is done. I honestly don't know anybody who's buying a Series X. I don't know a single person. Do you guys know anyone? The thing is, most of my friends, IRL, <laughs> um, are Xbox boys. So prob they prob So I actually, I do. I'm not an Xbox boy. I mean, I have the 360, but I do and also I don't really, I'm not like into like the whole console wars things. I just, I don't know. I like Sony exclusives more, so that's what I go with and I don't really care what other people do. But yeah, um, so I do know some people who are buying it. I don't think I know anyone that really cares either way about either console, honestly. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I said, I just don't see the hype for these ones yet because they don't feel real. Lots of people are jumping to PC and I might be one of the few holdouts and it's not that I have anything, any problem with it. It's just, to me still, it's not super cost effective for me to do that yet. Yeah. One thing I forgot to add, Right now, with these prices and the upcoming slashing of the prices on the 2000 series, you could, in theory, on a budget, build a good enough PC for around, let's say, okay, $700. That's kind of pushing it, maybe 800. That could play like any game at 1080p, let's say, or maybe 1440p at ultra setting 60 FPS for the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. That is feasible right now. Even I, like on a 970, I can still play most modern games fine, just not on high ultra settings. But like I get 60 FPS, I get 1080p. I don't need more because my monitor is only 1080p. So yeah, that, that's that's PC gaming right there. Oh yeah. Well, I'll, I'll jump ship someday. Someday. But I'm too addicted to... Uh... Sony uh, trophies, so they got it. They kind of got me locked in, locked in on that. I will say I don't care much about like Steam achievements or anything because I am so committed to the PlayStation trophies that like I do understand where you're coming from a little bit. Like it's hard to get invested in a different ecosystem for that kind of stuff now. Mm -hmm. I should also say I've recorded more of these podcasts on my gaming PC than I've played games on it since May. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that that investment has worked out for me yet. I'm hoping it will at some point. <laughs> I, I feel like I should clarify, like, I'm not, like, a Sony fanboy. Like, I'm not, like, Sony can do no wrong and PlayStation's the best. It's, like, but sometimes people on GBA Temp, like, if I, if I like, make a post, like, saying, I, I made the mistake once, twice, actually, of saying, look, these are this month's 
free PlayStation Plus games, and I just got berated for mentioning. <laughs> How dare you imply that those games are free? You have to pay for them. I was like, well, you know what I mean, right? I mean, like, like you're getting paid by Sony. You're a corporate shill. I'm like, no, I just, I didn't think about it. You know what other company makes you pay for online and gives you free games? Microsoft and Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah, but it's it's it was so funny because it's like if you if you Google like September PlayStation Plus games, like all of the articles will say these are this month's free games, free games. But it just seems to be our users who are really really mad. We're the only independent community out there. The rest of them are all Sony shills. Like sometimes when I put like the uh, like the like the picture that goes with it, like I have to like censor it to get rid of the word free <laughs> just so that people. Oh my god! I'm like. I'm like, I'm actually photoshopping so you guys don't <laughs> yell at me and call me a chill. I'm not paid by Sony. I just want to... <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, I love it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. I deserve it. I'm a corporate shell. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just... I just uh, God of War is better than Mario. Fight me. <laughs> okay. Okay, dude. We'll get to Mario a bit later. Okay. All right? I was wondering... Yeah, I was yeah. like, that... We'll, we'll save that segue. All right, next. <laughs> yeah, just use that line later after we finish talking about the emulator. <laughs> Bring up God of War for no Speaking reason. of next, next it has uh, two letters in it, actually four, but uh, N and X, which were the code name for the Nintendo Switch. And guess what? Guess what, guys? What? Uh, somebody's made an emulator for the Nintendo Switch on Android. Indubitably. Yep. I worked really hard on that segue. It was it was a long walk. I but guess. I saw where you were going with it. But yeah, okay. So yeah, that, that Switch emulator, uh, it looks you have to spend a lot a lot of money to get a custom controller to use it. But yeah. What do you guys think? Is it only a custom controller? Can't you use like any Bluetooth controller? Nope. It has to be the GameSir X2, I believe. Double check the exact name of it, but it has to be... GameSir's proprietary yep. controller, which doesn't release until, I want to say, next month. But there are people who have them uh, right now as, like, pre-release review units. In fact, Cherry has one. Oh, has, has she uh, tried the emulator yet? Do you know? She has. She was not able to get it to work. She was posting in the thread on GBA Temp about it a bit. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's a $100 controller, the GameSir X2. And so for anyone who doesn't know what it is, because I didn't know these were a thing, actually. But basically, it's a little... It's... Almost like a little grip for your phone that plugs into the USB-C port. And it goes around your whole phone and it creates... Basically turns it into a Switch. It has a little grip on either side of it with four face buttons and the sticks and shoulder buttons on the side. It's kind of lame to me that you have to use that particular controller to play it. And I... Well, I don't know. I, I'm... It's really cool that they have this emulator. Obviously, it's limited in what it can do. Um, it can only play certain games that I don't think that it's going to be playing uh, Breath of the Wild or Super Smash Bros. anytime soon. But I don't know. I just, I'm not going to, I I don't feel like buying a $100 controller to play it. I can guarantee you that like within 24 hours after this emulator releases, you're going to have a cracked version of it on or whatever site you can get. Oh, shit, I should censor that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so basically, yeah, I can guarantee you that within 24 hours after this emulator releases, it's going to have a crack, a hack, a patch, something that allows you to not only just use any controller, really, but 
can use the touch screen. And uh, yeah, something very interesting about this that I noticed about Android like emulation, not just Android emulation, emulation as a whole. If you have an Android phone, any Android phone, you can basically emulate everything up to, let's say, PlayStation 1 flawlessly, right? Yeah. I guess you could say that. N64, you might have some issues, but most of the time, it's because N64 games, most of them run at like 20 FPS or something. So after that, past PlayStation 1, it's, uh, you know, kind of sketchy territory emulation-wise. There are Dreamcast emulators. There are Dolphin emulators. I don't know how good those are. Some games play really good. Uh, some of them not. But past that, past Dreamcast, past GameCube and Wii, you don't have any emulators, mm -hmm. right? That's what generation is the playstation 3 and xbox 360 was that the seventh or the i think eighth? it was the seventh yeah i think so too i've i've heard that our pcs3 i think is what it's called the ps3 emulator yep. is pretty good but it doesn't have like perfect compatibility yet or anything like that you need to have a pretty decent computer and it doesn't have perfect compatibility but it's there um yeah why i haven't made a uh tutorial on how to use it because uh my uh <laughs> can't handle it but <laughs> i got that gotcha. ps2 emulator tutorial still <laughs> yeah um oh yeah ps2 emulation is actually really good on pc like i played through metal gear solid 3 which is a game that i physically own okay konami uh i didn't pirate it i played it legally using this emulator which is legal because you don't want to release it on pc so i'm forced to use a emulator played Metal Gear Solid 3 flawlessly on that emulator but wh what I'm trying to say is on Android basically generation 7 generation 8 don't have that oh yeah except you can now play the latest generation home console from Nintendo isn't that kind of kind of weird it is weird it is weird I don't know I I, I think a lot of that goes to show how People are really focused on hacking Nintendo stuff and breaking down Nintendo stuff. Like the Wii U hacking scene was so much bigger than the than the PS4 and Xbox One was. Or I guess that would be the last generation. Um, I don't know. People just really want to play free Switch games, I suppose. So... Yeah, but that, that doesn't make sense. The Switch is the, the cheapest home console. Like home console you know what i mean it's also probably the easiest to build an emulator for because it is the weakest of them all right something like i don't think that's how it works i don't know how it works either i don't i mean i don't think it's a straight conversion of you know the weaker it is the easier it is to emulate necessarily because like you said certain things will still struggle with like n64 emulation because it's such a weird console but i have to imagine it makes it easier it makes it more feasible right like i can't explain it but i feel like just more people are working on just breaking the Switch as much as possible than they are for the other consoles. I'm not saying that the scenes are dead in the other air realms. It's just, I don't know. Have you noticed that, that Nintendo fans are really into... Oh, no, yeah. They absolutely <laughs> are, yeah. <laughs> free Nintendo stuff. Um, well, I mean, how long was it before you could hack Switches with the uh, that hardware exploit? I mean, it 
seemed like it was pretty quick that people had found that out. <laughs> yeah, didn't take very long at all, so... And there's the... Is it the Yuzu emulator on PC? Has been on the go for a while now? I'm not sure how usable that is at this point, but... It is quite usable. I've seen people playing, like, the latest Pokemon games on a PC at 1080p or even 4K, and it runs quite stable enough, really. really? Wow. Yep. Which I don't think it does on Switch. I don't think <laughs> most games like that are that stable on Switch even, so... Right. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Egg NS, which is the... Uh, the um the uh, Android Switch emulator, I think that's what it's called, right? Pokemon Sword and Shield apparently runs perfectly on it. So you could play it on your phone perfectly, on your Android device perfectly. I just... I, so I don't have a Switch yet. Surprise, surprise. Um, because, <laughs> as I said, I'm a Sony corporate shill. But um, I would prefer to just buy a Switch and play those games than buy that $100 controller just so that I could play some Switch games, like Cuphead was one that they were talking about. I was like, well, I can get Cuphead on other things. So it's like, um, until the emulation is great, I don't think that I can justify buying a custom Bluetooth controller just to play some Switch games when I could just buy a Switch. Or I could even shill out the extra money and get a hackable Switch, though I, I'm not really into piracy anymore so <laughs> just in case the bar association is listening <laughs> yeah anymore with a little asterisk <laughs> i'm looking um, at the video right now that's on the gba temp thread and i'm looking at hollow knight and i'm looking specifically at the device itself not the screen capture and i'm seeing really really decent performance and what if this is a scam could be also how did they get hollow knight running so well uh, I don't know. That doesn't it, make sense, really. Maybe it's because uh, Android phones are on the same architecture as the Switch. Like, maybe they found a way to utilize the same instructions uh, on Switch games into, the, like, the Android CPU. I heard people speculate on that, yeah. I Again, it's not something I'm familiar enough with to really be able to speak about in, in detail. Because usually when you emulate, and especially something like this that's in beta or in alpha or whatever, I don't know how long they've been working on this, you tend to see like a lot of graphical glitches. Uh, even like some of the most uh, updated, longest developed uh, emulators, you s still see occasional glitches. But what I'm seeing here, this Hollow Knight thing, which wasn't even originally developed for the Switch, it's running perfectly i don't see any screen tearing on the screen i don't see any graphical glitches it all seems just too good to be true i guess maybe i don't know i remember when um oh which emulator was it i think it was the uh wii u emulator for pc when that first came out uh simu simu yeah when i okay when it was first announced uh you could see me just being a complete dick in the thread saying this is fake i don't believe it there's no way it's humanly possible <laughs> i would know because i i follow tutorials and make video tutorials so i know everything about everything <laughs> this is fake news and then like i immediately was like oh well um uh sorry everyone bye <laughs> so i was eating my words so i'm not gonna go and say that this is fake news because uh, uh apparently i don't know anything about anything Guys think Nintendo's gonna, you know, 
sent them a season desist. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I can't imagine they won't. I mean, well, I mean, have they sent them to like Simu or Yuzu or any of those? Citra? Citra's on Android also, isn't it? It is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So that, and I don't, I mean, obviously they send out a lot of cease and desist, but I don't think many of the emulators have been hit yet. It's, so yeah, it's harder to do it for an emulator. Um, I don't know. I ain't no lawyer. <laughs> but, yeah. My phone's actually compatible with this emulator. I've got a Snapdragon 855 Plus. Uh, oh, yeah? Hmm. yeah? Pick up one of these GameStar controllers, bro. Sure, absolutely. That's what I'm going to do. I, th I think the emulator is publicly released, but there's something that it won't... There's something about that controller that it won't activate unless it detects that specific one. It's got to get a correct version yes. at some point. Yeah, I don't know how long that'll take. Hopefully not very, because I know there was also a lot of arguing in the thread about whether or not these people are using um, any Yuzu code. Yes. Which, because this emulator, the one on Android, isn't open source, but Yuzu is. So it's possible they took some of that code and didn't credit them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. <laughs> Do you guys hear that? Yeah, I did. Oh, that was it an accident. Me. <laughs> that was an accident. I was trying to print screen something. Uh, what was I talking how do you, about? How do you print screen something and you accidentally get that? <laughs> oh, because it's like my soundboard. It's like, you see? I like to imagine your print screen button is like a giant, like, honking horn on your desk <laughs> somehow and you accidentally hit it and it does like the jalopy car yeah. horn sound. Oh, man. Uh, sorry, what were you saying before you booed us? <laughs> I'm sorry. You tried to boo us off the show? Uh, no, I was just saying, like, every time I buy myself a new phone, I keep forgetting, like, I have a microcomputer that's twice as powerful as my previous microcomputer, and there's so many more things I can emulate. Like, I completely forgot, like, two generations ago, I could flawlessly emulate the Nintendo DS on mm -hmm. my phone, and... Now, I can probably do the same with a 3DS, but I still bought, like, a 3DS just to play <laughs> 3DS games. Like, I already have a phone. I can do it, like, in better, higher resolution. No 3D, though. Yeah, right. Oh. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I also have, like, a, a beefy phone, but I don't really like playing games on it very much because it's, it's not very fun to play emulators on my phone. I don't know. I like buttons, I guess. Well, I mean, if you look at these grip controllers, though, because I've always felt the same way, but honestly, I could see myself getting comfortable with one of those. It is basically, I mean, I haven't held one, but it looks like it would basically be like holding mm -hmm. a Switch. Yeah. So, I mean, it all these, I don't know, yeah. Do the Joy-Cons drift on those as well for the authentic, <laughs> you know, Switch experience? Probably. Probably. <laughs> except, except Nintendo is not going to, like, fix them. They're going <laughs> to... Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, so like, I wonder. I, I assume those buttons would be compatible with like regular App Store games or other emulators. Like, if well, I was gonna say if you wanted to use those for Fortnite, <laughs> but you can't right now. R.I.P. But uh, rip Fortnite. Well, you could just emulate Fortnite. <laughs> That's true. The Switch version of Fortnite. <laughs> you could load Android OS onto your Switch and then emulate the Switch from your Switch. Oh my God, you could. Wait, does Switch have the Snapdragon though? Could you? <laughs> oh man, maybe yeah. you couldn't. I don't know. Oh man, that's crazy. Well, the GameStar controller isn't compatible with the Switch, so you actually wouldn't be able to, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or well, no, it has it has a USB C port. Maybe you could. I don't know. We're getting too in the weeds here. When I got like my first proper smartphone in 2011, it was a Galaxy Nexus. 
about a couple of months later, I purchased an iPega controller for mobile phones. It was one of those um, that had a clip and you could put your phone on top of the controller and you had basically a handheld system. And at that time, I was really into uh, you know, mobile emulation stuff. I emulated everything like GBA, NES, SNES, everything. PlayStation 1, even like a little bit of N64. The first time I think I played Ocarina of Time was like on my phone. It was a terrible experience because Ocarina of Time on N64 is not the proper way to play Ocarina of Time. It's on a 3DS or a 3DS emulator. Yeah. You have very controversial and yet so brave. <laughs> it's not controversial. It's true. I don't, I don't know. Games, GameSpot gave it a 10 out of 10. And, you know, GameSpot is where I get all of my gaming news. Like, comment, subscribe, GameSpot. Donate to their Patreon, please. <laughs> With the Nintendo 3DS, like, my mind was blown where there was the first level in the Deku Tree where you have to aim at the spiders. You can just move your 3DS. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You don't have to use those wonky controls in order to, like, on the N64. You have to aim with that f***ing stick. Oh, come on. No, this is agonizing. No. On the 3DS, you just, just boop, lift up your 3DS, like, a couple of centimeters up. That's it. Shoot the spider. It's gone. It's so much better. You can never go back. Yeah. You know what's cool is when Nintendo takes old games... And puts them hardware. <laughs> Eric, Eric had a great segue, and we completely ruined the momentum of this. <laughs> Just we were so in odd how good your segue was, we couldn't even speak. It's because I forgot what the other one that I was supposed to say was. So yeah, I was actually trying to remember that too. Oh, it was about God of War being better than Mario. Speaking of God of War being better than Mario, <laughs> um, it turns out Mario is old right now. He's actually thirty-five years old. Um, as such, some cool things are happening. Alan John, what cool things are happening with Mario? I don't know. I never heard of it. <laughs> okay. I'm joking. I'm joking. You think I don't prepare for this podcast? Come on. Come on. I know somebody has to. Nintendo, it's <laughs> as if they've... I'm pretty sure we have a QAnon thing going on with Nintendo and the Tempcast. Uh, somebody in Nintendo is definitely listening to the Tempcast and responding like this is just the biggest proof we've ever had. Remember, we talked about like Mario. We talked about when's the next Direct. And every time we have like a Tempcast episode asking when's the new Direct, a Direct mm -hmm. comes out. Like after episode one, we got like the uh, Kingdom Hearts Direct whatever it was you, called. You need to sound more enthusiastic <laughs> yeah. about that, my guy. That... <laughs> if... Okay, no, we're not going into that again. I was, was going to say, if they were listening to us, this one would have actually been a Kingdom Hearts Direct because that was the only thing we spoke about from that episode. <laughs> okay. They could sense our frustration. Like, we wanted to talk about something, but there wasn't much to talk about other than... <laughs> Making fun of Eric. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> they dropped the bomb with this Mario Direct. First off, starting hard, Nintendo actually revealed their next generation portable handheld system. This <laughs> is their answer to, what's the current 
PlayStation Vita is dead. Yeah. Their successor to the Nintendo 3DS and the Nintendo Switch somewhat, they released a uh, homage to the Game & Watch system, which plays Mario, Mario The Lost Levels, and uh, a Game & Watch game that now has Mario in it. And it displays the time. Yeah, that's the watch Does part. it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it'll, yeah, when you're not playing a game, it'll, uh, I think it spells out the time in bricks, in like Mario bricks. Do we have a price on that? Uh, I know people were mentioning they're up for pre order. I didn't think to check the price actually. Give me one second. Let's guess. I guess it's around 100 bucks. I'm going to guess it's around 99 bucks. All right. Steve, have you found the information uh, yet? It is. I found it on a UK website. It's uh, 44 99 pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's not bad. Well, I got closer, so I win. But you, but you went over, so price is right rules. There's just two things I want to say about this system. First of all, who asked for this? Uh, second, I am waiting for it to be released, then hacked, so you could play PlayStation 1 games on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't even think about it getting hacked. That would actually be amazing. <laughs> it, yeah, get, yeah, it gets hacked, and it like it, it tells, like, the time in like military time <laughs> <laughs> dude it does the temperature it's a game and thermometer <laughs> yeah that would, that would be awesome well sorry about the audio crack with my laugh <laughs> i know seth rogan was yeah. guesting on the podcast this week <laughs> but that wasn't the only thing that uh happened at that direct was it it wasn't oh yeah i forgot um Nintendo finally listened to its fans and you know when Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out for the Switch people were speculating thinking okay this is great this is like a better version of Mario Kart 8 which nobody bought because it was on the Wii U but hey it's a Mario Kart game it's fun but you know is Nintendo gonna release like another mainline Mario Kart game for the Switch like Mario Kart 9 well we got the answer to that question. Um, yeah, they just announced, like, the trailer was amazing. Did you see those graphics? Real. Like, it looked honestly like Crazy. real life. Yeah. It, it was like, <laughs> honestly, like, it's as if they had, like, toy cars on, in, uh, on the floor, like, of a real room. Like, that's insane. Was it, that, was, that was probably captured on the next generation Switch. Yeah, with the, Probably with the 3080 uh, NVIDIA card, yeah, for sure. Should we explain what this actually is, <laughs> in case people haven't heard, yeah, haven't watched it. the trailer? <laughs> yeah, basically, it's a new Mario Kart game where uh, you can buy these toy cars that are, like, from Mario Kart, and it's got, they got cameras on them, and you can, in real time, look through the camera, and it's like you have a Mario Kart in your living room. I, I can't explain for sure. And and you gotta and it comes with these gates that you set up around your room and that forms the track. So then you'll race around the track, the virtual track in your room, and you can like throw items at each other and stuff, and you'll control the carts from your switch. So say I'm playing and you're playing and I throw an item at you and my shell hits you, your cart in real life will like pull to a stop as I pass you and then 
we drive around the room and race. It is a little hard to explain, yeah, without the visual. I'll admit that it does look pretty cool, um, but it also looks like I would get bored of it rather quickly. Yeah, I think it would be really cool for the first two times, and then kind, and then by the third time, I'd be like, this is not better than regular Mario Kart. Yeah, because first of all, you need like sort of the space to do it, and also, I, it probably doesn't work on carpet that well. It probably, you know. Oh, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's just so expensive. Well, actually, there's no price on it yet, but I imagine it'll be somewhat expensive. Um, the only thing that I find a little interesting about it is, like I said, if someone gets hit by an item, say, their cart will stop in real life. I do wonder if that extends to, like, if an outside force in the real room stops your cart, does that stop you in the game also? Because I could see that playing into the randomness of Mario Kart, where, say, someone's in front, and instead of randomly getting hit by a red shell, like... You know, your dog runs into the room and knocks your cart over. Like, <laughs> that could be kind of fun, I guess. But yeah, I, I we don't know if it works that way yet. We don't know. Wouldn't it be funny if like, uh, like, like, so you, your dog comes in the room and it stops your car. But like on the screen, it just shows a giant dog stomping on Mario. They've accounted. For <laughs> yeah. Like he actually like gets squats down and like. possibility that could possibly happen. <laughs> they animated it. Like then, then I would play this forever. Then maybe. <laughs> it's it's like a it's like a scribble knots Mario Kart crossover. Exactly. I kinda of feel the same way about this that I did about the Toy Cons when they came out. The uh oh, is that yeah. what they're called? The Nintendo Labo cardboard thing? Where like it's a it's a really cool idea and it's creative and it's fun and like I just love that Nintendo is doing weird stuff like this, but I also don't have any real interest in it. Like I guess maybe kids would be amused by it, but it seems like such a novelty that it just, it's not super sustainable as a purchase, like... Similar to the Lego Mario set that they recently came out with, right? It, like, where you sort of play the yeah. first level with Legos, I'm like, dope! Alright, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Remember, some time ago, a couple of months ago, a dude made, like, a browser version of Super Mario Brothers that you could play online with other players... Does anybody remember this? I do, yeah. Yeah, I do. I remember the cease and desist he got. Yeah, Nintendo basically saw that and said, F*** you, I can do the same. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 35, which looks like something like a Battle Royale thing. Yeah. It's essentially Tetris 99 yep. for yep. Super Mario Brothers. Yep. What's very interesting to me is that, like a lot of things that have been announced on this Direct, it's an exclusive up to March... 2021 can somebody please explain me the point of that i don't know if you could only play it for up to six months i think that you just might only be able to download it for up to then or do you think that you played it all afterwards maybe that's well it's an online only game so if they stop offering it i mean yeah other people who already have it will be able to keep playing but yeah I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a really weird thing. I don't know why they wouldn't just leave it up forever. They did a similar thing for the 3DS with the Four Swords game. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. that was ridiculous because I didn't have a 3DS, so I had to borrow a friend's um, to play it after after that happened. I barely remember the game, but I remember I played every single Zelda thing, aside, aside from Breath of the Wild, surprisingly enough, but like I, it, I had to play that, but <laughs> I had no access to it, which was just ridiculous. I will say that I don't have a Switch, but... Super Mario 35 was the thing that made me think, oh, maybe I should get one because that actually looked... Really? Yeah. Um, for me, I, again, I like weird things, but that looked super fun to me because you know that I've been playing the original Super Mario Bros. Oh, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually. Can you give us an update on that? 
I did it. I I beat the original Super Mario Bros. in exactly six minutes. Holy yeah. shit. Six minutes, 58 seconds, zero milliseconds. Nice. Yeah, because I was trying to get it in another seven minutes. And I know that I could beat that. I know that I could get at least 20 seconds faster because I made a bunch of mistakes. But, um, yeah, I just – I'm like – I'm I'm prepared for Super Mario 35. Assuming 35, you're gonna dominate. Exactly. That. Assuming that I can get a Switch and do it by March, and people will still be playing it afterwards. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, it did look pretty good to me. So, other than that, they've also announced two more major announcements. One is Super Mario 3D World is finally getting a port mm -hmm. and uh along with bowser's fury now i'm not i don't really know that much about super mario 3d world is bowser's fury something new or was that like a previous dlc that they're including that's new that's a new uh it basically seems like an expansion or a level pack it's but it's not something that was in the original game. That's actually really cool. Yeah. I've heard uh, people say from observing like uh, the trailer that Mario, like the characters are moving actually a little bit faster and they have omnidirectional movement. Okay. I don't know if this was an issue in the previous 3D world. Uh, I played that. I finished that game. I don't remember that being an issue. No, um, it might be faster. I don't remember having any issues with like directional movement, though. It looks better like... I think it looks better. Mm -hmm. uh, it probably does, yeah. I, I played it back when it first came out, which would be, I don't know, it's got to be close to seven years now, so. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I'm, I, well, I'm hyped for the thing that you, I know you're about to say next, so I'll let you say it next. The thing next? Wait, did they announce something? Oh, yeah. The uh, Cat Mario yeah. and Cat Peach Amiibo, <laughs> I think is what he's referring to. <laughs> yeah, those are those actually going to be, like, uh, soft? Are they going to have, like, some kind of cloth on them, or is it going to be hard plastic? Oh, I never, I never thought of that. That would actually be pretty cool. They've done weird stuff with Amiibo in the past, so, like, I could see them doing soft fur Amiibo. I doubt they will, but that's actually not a bad idea. One of the first games that I ever had was for the Super Nintendo, and it was Super Mario All-Stars, which came with Super Mario Bros., The Lost Levels, Super Mario Bros. 2, and Super Mario Bros. 3. There was another version that came with uh, um, uh, Super Mario World, uh, but I didn't have that version. Scrub. That was the one I had. Yeah. Oh, God. It was so fun. It was so fun. Um, I, I never beat any of them back then, but I have since beaten them. I'm psyched to do that but also for super mario uh all-stars 3d all-stars that's what it's called right yeah something like that and it's uh i've got a lot of opinions about this compilation thing does anybody have uh, anything to say about it before i go on a rampage I, before you go on a rampage i will say it comes with super mario 64 super mario sunshine and super mario galaxy all of which are games that i liked so I like them, and that's all I have to say. Uh, I haven't played Galaxy. I think it's really strange that it doesn't come with Galaxy Two, and I don't know if I don't know if they're planning on maybe releasing that as a standalone or a DLC or something. I heard I haven't played Galaxy Two either. I don't know if maybe um, the Yoshi controls in it screw something up because I think Yoshi used motion control somehow. Maybe they didn't crack that nut. I'm not sure. Um, but. Mario Sunshine is also an issue because uh, the analog triggers on the GameCube were a big part of that game. So I don't know how they're going to do that, but 
I guess there is the GameCube adapter, and the analog triggers also played into Luigi's Mansion, which they managed to port to 3DS. So, um, you can't use the GameCube controller in Sunshine. Oh, you can't? Nope. Nintendo confirms that you, that you can't. Okay. Weird, because you can use the uh, GameCube controller as a pro controller for most games. Like I've used it to play Mario Kart and Towerfall and stuff like that. That's what I mainly use for anything on my Switch. But I guess I guess it probably maybe can you use it and it reads it as a pro controller so it doesn't get the analog triggers or can you not use it at all? I've heard angered, enraged people on the internet complaining that you can't use a GameCube controller. So I'm pretty sure huh. you, like you can't. Um, but oh, that's very strange. <laughs> two big gripes, and this is coming from a man who has never even seen a Switch in real life. First of all. Is Nintendo incompetent? Yes. With their old games, because if you give the source code of this thirty-year-old game, or wait, it's not thirty; it's like more like twenty, right? No, Super Mario sixty-four. Uh, which one are you talking about? Sixty-four. Ninety-six. Ninety-six. That came 96. out. Okay, twenty-four-year-old game. Your fans, and this is me talking to Nintendo. Like I know Nintendo's listening. Your fans can take source code from that game, port it over to the Switch, give it like HD graphics, updated models, and widescreen. But Nintendo themselves could not figure out how to implement a widescreen for Mario 64. And in the trailer, you could see that the game is running in 4x3. Mm -hmm. It's not running in 16x9. But Mario Sunshine, though, is actually available in widescreen but they specifically said like in the bottom if you watch the direct like 16 by 9 is only available for mario sunshine why why couldn't they just make super mario 64 16 by 9 it it seems so easy please if anybody's and if anybody who's listening to this podcast has worked on the mario 64 source code and ported it to like different devices. Please tell me if making Mario 64 widescreen is hard. It doesn't seem like it. One bigger gripe. This is one of those uh, timed exclusives to until yep. March 2021. What what yep. the hell? Digital and physical copies are going to go off sale March 2021 for no adequately explained reason. They said that they're only keeping these things running through Mario's 35th anniversary, which for some reason is lasting six months from September until March. But even then, none of this makes any sense. It is one of the most bizarre decisions I've ever heard in my life. Like, people come at Nintendo for the manufactured scarcity of the Amiibo and, you know, say the, uh, the Zelda exclusive 3DS and stuff like that. Now it seems like they're trying to manufacture that with digital copies of games let alone physical releases like you can somewhat justify a physical release i don't i wouldn't but you can at least say maybe they don't want to overproduce and lose money but a digital copy there's no reason to ever take it off the store right like yeah and and it just occurred to me uh i just remembered that the reason why four swords was taken off was because that was for a zelda anniversary so that's why it was on for a limited time so this is at least this is the second time that they've done a time oh, really yeah yeah i oh i don't God. remember how long how long if it was like the 25th or 20th or whatever but uh yeah it was definitely um a zelda anniversary bonus thing so that's what they're doing here i totally forgot about that um 
I know, I think that you, Stephen, theorized that uh, they're going to sell it as a collection for a limited time, but then maybe they'll sell them individually. Was that you who was talking about that? The, that was a theory I had, because there are games, uh, I know, I think it was Jordan who mentioned, I knew there were some games like this, I couldn't remember a specific, but uh, there's like a Hasbro game, and if you put the cart into your Switch, it's like a board game collection game, but if you put the cartridge into your Switch, it'll load up three separate tiles on your dashboard, one for Risk, Monopoly, and Trivial Pursuit, and if you buy those games on the eShop, they're all listed as separate titles. Mm -hmm. So when people start getting these cartridges, maybe once they plug them into their Switch, it'll do a similar thing. It'll be a separate box for 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy. And that would maybe indicate that they'll be split into separate mm -hmm. purchases on the eShop in the future. But that's really me grasping... I mean, <laughs> that's me grasping at straws because I can't imagine why Nintendo would limit this in the first place. So I'm just trying to make some kind of sense of it. I feel you. I would have totally agreed with that, that they would have this for a limited time, but then they'll obviously bring it back. But then I totally forgot all about the Four Swords thing, where that was a limited time, and it never came back. And there's still yeah. way to do it. There was also the 3DS Ambassador program, where uh, people who bought the 3DS at launch, there was a price cut, I think a few months after release, so they let people who had launched 3DSs buy, I think it was 10 GBA uh, games on the virtual console and they were exclusive to those people and nine years later you still can't purchase them unless you have unless you're in the ambassador program <laughs> so when nintendo says something's exclusive they generally seem to stick to their guns i mean well i mean they've gone back on it in certain cases there was the physical release of all stars on the wii back uh in 2010 and i think that got a reissue there was the same thing with the kirby 20th anniversary collection on the wii but so, I don't know, they're a little inconsistent. It's hard to yeah, say with them. It's, it's really weird because you'd think that these, I don't know, Nintendo doesn't like money, I, I guess. <laughs> no, they're, they're too cool for money. Yeah. Yeah, it, I don't know. And like even those, the Mario All-Stars on Wii that did get its re-release, that was just basically like the virtual console games that were on Wii. Like that wasn't, like those games were already available on Wii. Same thing with the Kirby Collection. And those are the ones that got reissues, yet the Four Swords Adventure thing that you're talking about was exclusive. There was no other way to play that on the 3DS or DSi or whichever one it was. And same thing with, like, the GBA thing. So it seems like almost the more exclusive something is in the first place, the more likely yeah. they are to never bring it back. <laughs> Which makes no sense. <laughs> it really doesn't. I don't understand it. Um... But even then, even this All-Star Collection, have they touched up the graphics at all? Like, you said that they gave widescreen support to Sunshine. Have they done that for... Have they uh, upped the resolution on any of these at all? Have they tightened the controls on Sunshine? Or, uh, yeah, on Sunshine? Because I know everyone complains about the camera controls on that game. That's why I've always found it impossible to return I, to. I think I might be wrong, but I think I remember uh, them saying that they've improved on camera controls. But might be imagining that. Okay, and they, and they did something to make the motion controls and the pointer thing work for Galaxy, I suppose. If they change the camera controls, what I would like, um, I would probably use the new camera controls, but I would like a toggle, like an option between using the old controls and the new controls. I like when re, um, remade games do things like that, where they let you use the old controls as well as the new, sort of more modern version, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I get that from a history archival, you know, museum piece perspective, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would probably use the new one, but like, you know, you have the the purists. So, you got to appeal to everybody. Well, I guess Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo doesn't, doesn't want to appeal to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> they really just want everybody to be slightly <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and I hate to admit it, but there is a small part of me, like, when I first heard about this collection, I was like, well, I don't know, I don't really need those games, I can play them on a PC emulator, and then I heard that it was going down in March 2021, and I was like, maybe I will download it and have it on my account in case I ever want it in the future. And I hate to admit that, like, this does sort of work, but there's a small part of me <laughs> that is <laughs> falling for it, and I don't know if I'll end up buying it or not, but... True. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like all these games are running at native Switch resolution... So they are upscaled in that sense. Okay. But the models, the lighting, it all seems the same to me. Hmm. So this isn't even really the HD remaster people have been waiting for for years and years. Like It is HD. Like, it's at least 720p. That's true, yeah. But, I, yeah, maybe it's not to the extent people want it. Mario Galaxy looks beautiful, really, on the Switch, from what I see. That's true. That game looked really nice on the Wii anyway, though. At that point, it was like the stylized in the way where it's like this is going to age well. Whereas other, I mean, like, super, like I'm not saying Super Mario 64 is a bad game. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying like graphics wise, it didn't age well. But Galaxy definitely does because it's sort of got that. Well, even like the Wind Waker for the GameCube has aged well, even though they sort of had you know made it even better for the wii u but theoretically if you play it on the gamecube it still looks good because of the cell shading style yeah it looks fine speaking of that i've been playing like a lot of uh 3d land on my 3ds and that game looks phenomenal on the 3ds oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah i played that one pretty recently actually yeah th that game holds up like that style that they sort of established around the Wii, like, once they got far enough in, I guess, with the 3D Marios, it does work really well. 3D World looked really nice on the Wii, on the Wii U also, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny, because it's, it's like, to me, it's sort of like, if you're playing, like, like Super Nintendo games, they still, that pixel art, it, it, to me anyway, it's aged well. Like, playing Super Mario Bros. 3 still is fun, and like, like you know, it, it doesn't look bad but then you go to some like nintendo 64 yeah. games where they tried to use the more graphics and it's like that looks bad and then yeah. you get to the more cartoon ones and they look good so it's just it's so funny how like it's like there's like a gap where they tried to be realistic and it just doesn't work out i don't think they are, i don't think they ever tried to be realistic i think it's just that the early 3d technology was it was still so early it was just not going to age well because i think and i don't know maybe people disagree with me but I think, like, I, I agree with you that the NES and the Super NES games, the pixel art still looks really nice for the most part. But if you go back to, like, Atari games from, like, the late 70s, early 80s, I think they look pretty horrible, so... Yeah, that's why I specifically mentioned SNES instead of the Atari, because, yeah, those don't look good. Yeah, so I, I think it's just, it was early enough on into 3D that they hadn't necessarily nailed it yet. <laughs> for sure. But there is, I think there are people that still have some fondness for that style, because, like, in Mario Odyssey... They had a costume you could put on where that turned you into the, like, real blocky polygonal Mario from 64. Yeah. yeah. Which I used as much as I could in that game, because it was awesome. <laughs> I think the PlayStation 1 games, like Metal Gear Solid 1, 
uh, for example, or the Spyro games even, uh, Crash Bandicoot, their style of low poly, it's it, it kind of did age well in some kind of sense. I don't know how to explain this, but like right now it's actually getting kind of popular in indie games to have low poly, low res textures, you know, that kind of style. But yeah. okay. not so, it, it replicates more the PlayStation 1 look rather than the N64 look. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I can't explain it very well, but there is definitely a stark difference between sort of open world PS1 games and more open world Nintendo 64 games. Spyro, yeah, Spyro, I guess, did age well. Um, I'm a big fan of Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, but if I were to play it again right now, I would play the remakes as opposed to the old ones. Um, but that doesn't mean that the old ones are bad in any way. I still haven't played... Um, crash team racing i gotta i gotta get to that yeah yeah so i feel you i feel you <laughs> okay <sighs> i think that's a wrap on that like yeah. we discussed pretty much everything we could about mario and that direct like overall like do you guys enjoy it like i did certainly i got a kick i i was yeah i was pretty excited for a lot of it um again i think the only thing i'll end up playing is Actually, I don't even know if I'll end up playing any of it. I might replay Sunshine if the camera controls are improved, but I am just happy to see them announcing something big. Oh, one thing we didn't mention, just for anyone who doesn't know, is that that 3D All-Stars collection is out in two weeks. That thing is not yeah. far away at all. Mm -hmm. That's right around the corner, so. <laughs> are you guys annoyed at all about some of the games that are missing from the collection? Because I do think it's weird that Galaxy 2 isn't there, and I think 3D Land, and honestly even 3D World, should be included. I know that's a lot at that point, and like... Maybe they would have to sell it for more than the price of a standard game, but it is a little annoying that not everything is going to be there at this point. I agree. They might have a um, 3D All-Stars 2. Maybe. Or maybe they'll do like 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 the old All-Stars where it, it originally didn't have Super Mario World, and then they added it. So now oh, they're going to have so be Super Mario 3 plus Galaxy 2. I don't know. <laughs> plus <laughs> Galaxy 2 plus 3D World plus 3D Land. <laughs> It's going to come out in April, and it's going to be the same price as the previous All-Stars. Yeah. yeah, it'll be from April 2021 to, uh, I don't know. It's going to be a three-day exclusive. you got 72 hours to buy it. <laughs> 72 non-consecutive hours. It's a day in April, a day in May, and a day There's in There's only 100,000 copies, digital copies. <laughs> Yeah. Pre-orders only. Yeah. No, they're going to do it for the 40th anniversary. <laughs> I know that actually makes sense. Oh, God. Like, legit. No, it doesn't. I don't know. They'll do it for, like, the 37th and a half anniversary or something. Like, I'm, just, I'm giving up on them. I don't know what they're doing. Nintendo's weird. This whole, this whole year is weird. <laughs> That's, maybe they were going to do a normal <laughs> release, and then they were like, 2020 is too weird. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that. That's that. Thank you guys for listening to the third episode of the Tempcast. Be sure to like and subscribe uh, wherever you're listening to the Tempcast. Hit that bell notification. Get part of the notification squad. Yeah, subscribe <laughs> to the GBA Temp official YouTube channel. Uh, give us a like on Apple Podcasts and uh, what are the Radio Public. Just listen to us like repetitively uh, on other 
platforms. Like, give us a listen on Apple Podcasts. Give us a listen on Anchor. Give us a listen on Radio Public, you know. Oh, we need to do, like, platform exclusives. We'll have different topics available to each platform. Like, if you listen to this on YouTube, we don't talk about the NVIDIA chips at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you don't have, like, Apple Podcasts, like, if you don't have an Apple, just buy an Apple device and just, like, support us, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, buy it from the Apple store. All right, see ya. Okay, bye!